Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi guys, Julie J here. Just a really quick message to say, first of all, thank you so much for tuning into Crimeland. Massive thank you as well to everyone who has gotten in touch with me to say they are really enjoying the episodes and delighted that Crimeland is back. It just means so much. They're my favorite messages to get. So thank you so much. And also a huge Gurmina Mahakut. Thank you to everyone who has taken the time to rate or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. I know you might not think it's a big deal, but it's actually a massive deal. And it makes such a difference in terms of spreading the word of the podcast. And it, it just helps so much. I can't emphasize how grateful I am to everyone who's taken the time because of course we're all busy. So I really appreciate people taking a minute and doing that. And it really helps Grimeland so much. Uh, just to say as well, if you haven't already, you might want to subscribe to Crimeland wherever you listen to your podcast. It just means that you'll never miss out on an episode because you get a little notification to say when a new episode is out. And it's kind of a win-win really. I think I mentioned last week, I've only really started subscribing to podcasts myself. Turns out I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Who knew after I've been banging on about subscribing to podcasts forever long. I've started to do it now and it's just brilliant. It's such a game changer because it just means that I never miss out on a podcast that I enjoy. The usual disclaimer, guys, that today's episode does contain themes which some listeners may find distressing, but we always strive to discuss these topics in a human and empathetic way. Today's show... I have one of my favorite people in the whole world on Fiona Frawley, who is a brilliant comedian. There are very few comedians who would gen genuinely have me pissing myself. Admittedly, you know, I've had a baby, so pissing myself and happens that bit more easily. Um, I'm sure anyone who's had a baby would agree, but she genuinely does have me in absolute stitches. You can check her out, Fiona Frawley on Instagram, Twitter, all the usual places. Um, she's also quite often, more often than not, uh, emceeing the Cherry Comedy uh, Club Comedy Night, which happens in Whelan's in Dublin every Monday night. It is. It has to be my favorite gig in the whole wide world. And Fiona is just brilliant. I am so thrilled to have her on again. 
She's one of my favorite people and favorite comedians. So you're in for a real treat. And without further ado, here's your episode. Enjoy. Fiona, don't say anything controversial now because we're recording. Okay, I don't need any of your non-PC political views. I was getting ready to bust them all out. Is How this, are you? Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, oh, you great. sound great. Okay, perfect. I am very good. I am fabulous. The sun is shining. I am experiencing a breakout, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. But we are working through that. Well, we were saying, and I think you put it very well, Fiona. Um, so, you know, we don't want to point the finger here, but we're thinking the spots, we can put it down to the sun cream we're using at the moment. Now, by the way, your skin looks perfect, but you're telling me there's spots happening. I can't even see one. Okay. I don't want to gaslight you here. If you were telling me there's spots, there's spots. Okay. But um, I thought you put it very well, Fiona. Like you can't win because it's either spots or death. We're going to choose spots, aren't we, every time? Of the sun, yeah. Now, I'm very happy you're with me, Fiona, not just because it's Fiona, and we love Fiona, and sadly, a few crime lands had to bite the dust over um, over the duration of the lockdown because the old Wi-Fi wasn't great, but we're post-pandemic, <laughs> we're living in a 5G world, and come here, I thought this was a great review. I'm going to dive right in, and then I think we both know why this topic is particularly appropriate to us at the moment. So uh, we're going to do our official intro. Welcome to Crimeland. My name is Julie J and this week, if you haven't guessed, I'm talking to the brilliant Fiona Ferrolli. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. It's been too long. That was perfect. About Elizabeth Bathory, aka the Blood Countess. Um, now I'm, you know, I'm I'm anything if not subtle when it comes to my links. So I just knew that like myself, you were also on the blob this week, Fiona. So it just made yeah. sense to go for this one. No, a hundred percent. And also like, do you know the way your period just comes on if someone mentions blood? So like, as soon as you said this was the topic, I was like, oh, I'm now menstruating. Are you Even day one blood? as well today? No, no. I'm actually just coming towards the end of it. But if I okay. hadn't been, it would have come on like that. That's how it comes on. Oh, and do you know what's so funny? Every month, Fiona, I am like, I'm just, I'm, I'm extra crazy. I'm extra crazy. I'm like, what could be happening? What's going on with me? I'm Googling, I'm Googling. I'm saying to Fred, what's happening with my life? And every month, I'm surprised when the period comes. I'm like, surely I should be just expecting it at this stage. But for some reason, I never am. It comes no. and I think, oh, that's why I was Googling annulments last week. Okay. Because <laughs> you always feel like you had it about 10 minutes ago. And then all of a sudden it's back. We're not just, but we're not just pulling this out of our arse here, Fiona. Okay, we've got some sources. I have a brilliant article by Leonie Chow Fong uh, called The Blood Countess 10 Fix. Uh, 10 Fix. <laughs> 10 Fix. 
10 facts. I've gone really Kelly. Um, 10 facts about Elizabeth Battery. That's on historyhit.com, which is a great little website. We also have a brilliant article um, from History Today by Richard Cavendish called The Death of Countess uh, Elizabeth Battery. Uh, spoiler alert, she did die at some point. And then we also had a great article by Elizabeth Sherman, who's written brilliant stuff over at all that's interesting.com. We've got Murderpedia, a sprinkling of Wikipedia. Um, so like we've, we've used bits is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a college essay. Elizabeth Bathory, Fiona, was born on the 7th of August, 1560 in Nibadar, Hungary. Pretty sure that pronunciation is just spun on, by the way, just to say. Oh, perfect. Mwah, chef's kiss. She <laughs> came from the noble Protestant family Bathory. So I know we hear Protestant immediately. We're like, Oof, okay, but no. Okay, this is a long time ago. Okay, okay, fine. She had a belief. Uh, yeah. Was- so she, so they owned land in the Kingdom of Hungary. Now, uh, her dad was very rich. So Elizabeth was very wealthy, uh, but she did suffer from ill health and specifically seizures. She, uh, seizures, I'm speaking in a Dutch accent again. I've no idea why. <laughs> seizures, uh, which nowadays would probably be diagnosed as a form of epilepsy. Interestingly, she was also the niece of the King of Poland. Oh, Handy. In 1575, Elizabeth married Fernrank Nadasti, the son of a baron and another member of the aristocracy. Approximately 4,500 guests were invited to their wedding, Fiona. Stop. Mm. That is simply outrageous. Where where do you have that? Where would you? I don't even know. I mean, I suppose like a field or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, oh my God. You wouldn't get a function room, like, for 4,500. No, and you wouldn't get beef for salmon for that amount of people. Would you think they were probably related to each other if they're both royalty? So it's like, where are the guests coming from? Surely, yeah. Wild. I mean, you would think, I mean, for Protestants, that's definitely up there with an Irish Catholic wedding, isn't it? 4,500. It really is. It's pretty out there. So Fiona, you're thinking buffet would be a better choice than the beef or salmon? I would say so. That's what I'd be going for if I was Elizabeth. But I mean... Well, whatever about the buffet, um, before the wedding, she had actually given birth to another baby um, and she had had an affair with a guy who would have been considered a, quote, lower order man is kind of the quote that is used here from historyhit.com. And uh, the husband then, when he found out about this affair, had the lover castrated and torn to pieces by dogs, apparently, which, look, regardless of what's gone on, I just think we'd agree, Fiona, it's just not nice, is it? No, it's a bit harsh. It's a bit, um, yeah, no, it's a bit out there as a punishment. Yeah, just a little bit. It's taken it a bit too far, you know. Um, so the young couple, they moved into uh, Fenric's castle in Hungary. So he had two castles, one in Sarvar and one in Sitchi, which is present-day Slovakia. And while her husband was away on frequent trips, Elizabeth ran the show at home and she also had many love affairs with other men. So the hope, yeah, so this, this is the vibe. The hubby then died in 1604 after developing a debilitating pain in his leg, legs, eventually becoming completely disabled. And when he died, uh, the couple had four children. So Elizabeth was basically on her own now, Fiona, and she was kind of like running the whole estate as such. So 
she was kind of a solo operator. But her crimes took place between 1590 and 1610, with most of the vicious murders happening after her husband's death in 1604. Her first victims were said to have been poor girls and young women who were lured to the castle with the promise of work. So the story goes that she started off, I suppose, like supposedly looking for people to work in this castle. So poor local girls went along to the castle and they were like, okay, we've got, you know, I'm going up now to Elizabeth's and we're just, because, you know, I know I'm just ignoring all classism that existed at the time. And I'd like to think they were on a first name basis. Um, And then they never came back. So obviously their families were like, something's amiss here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just a promotion. No, like it's not like they're so busy at work. Like it's, you know, something's up. Like they they have never returned. Because, of course, of the uh, classism at the time, these poor young women, nobody took much notice of the fact that they were going missing. But then apparently, according to the story, uh, uh, the, the, the story that most people would subscribe to, she then started kidnapping people. And killing daughters of the nobility who had been sent to her castle for their education. So this was at a time when, like, young women, young women would be sent to these castles to learn kind of court etiquette and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so kind of a bit of a Bridgerton vibe, which I haven't watched. Can you believe I haven't watched Bridgerton? Have you watched it, Fiona? Yeah, and this whole thing. I mean, apart from the castration and being torn apart by dog the secret lover was giving me Bridgerton until really yeah he's Julie he's absolutely lap it up it's great do you look well Fiona I really really trust your opinion now because you're such a coolie like out of 10 at the risk of sounding like my mother who makes me rate everything in my life out out of 10 what would you give it out of 10 I'd give it like an 8.5. Ooh, okay. So you're holding back 1.5, which only makes me respect you more. Yeah, I'm, I, that's based on nothing other than I'm trying to be conservative about it and not like just, I don't know, seem crazy. <laughs> Listen, Fiona, we're talking about yeah, right. a, a multiple serial killer and a husband who's just thrown um, his nemesis to dogs. Like it's, you know, we're for once where neither of us are seeming crazy. Like that's, that's um, why I'm really leaning into this story. Yeah, I'm loving it. I might get it tattooed on my back. It's just going to make me seem really chill. I like the fact that you are a bit conservative with your marking. Like, I think that's why, you know, when I'm back in my moon tour days and I used to do the oars and I used everyone full marks. Like, who am I to be taking marks off them? So they took me off the orals pretty quickly. But uh, that's hateful. Like, why not? For God's no, sake. And, not, oh. You don't know what someone's going through. You don't. And I think that they used to cop fairly quickly. Like I did the orals for about three years. And I think usually by um, interviewee candidate number three, they cop like any, even a (laughs) sniff of a sad story, you were getting 600 out of 600. So those family members started dropping like flies. Like you start off in the day, my dogs just died. Oh my God, horrendous. And by the end of the day, they're like, yeah, so I've lost my whole family. I'm like, what? So would they tell you the sad story like Osquelga? Yeah. I mean, not like, well, you know, not like he was trying to the dogs. Sad story. But like. 
but like I've I've been experiencing some difficulty, a minor grievance. Well, you know, something like they'd weave it in quite effortlessly. So, you know, like um I what are your favorite hobbies? I like football. I used to play football with my grand uncle who died last year. I'm like, this exam's over six hundred out of six hundred. But I would give them full marks even for the skill of weaving that in alone. I, I couldn't say that in Irish. Yeah. I mean, well, I always said, like, you know, if, you, if you had to do it in English, Fiona, at that age, like, I had no confidence. Well, like, I was 17 doing my leaving search. Like, just, just to buy, just to buy me. <laughs> um, but, like, if somebody said to you then, you have to go into a room with this strange adult and have a conversation about yourself in English, wouldn't you shit yourself? I would rather be ripped apart by dogs. If that was the option, I would take it. I'd be like. So we're yeah. saying spots versus death. We're picking spots. Mm. Uh, conversations Speaking with strangers dogs. versus thrown to the dogs. You'd death. go for dogs. Probably. I think so. Especially age 17. Mm. Yeah. Food for thought. Fiona, food for yeah. thought. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, uh, she was obviously, look, because she was rich, Elizabeth kind of evaded attention uh, from the authorities until the 1910, when she reportedly started killing multiple victims of noble birth. So this was when the king at the time, King Matthias II, he was king of Hungary, he sent his highest ranking rep, Georgie Thurzo, to investigate the complaints against her. And in a weird coincidence, Georgie was also her cousin. So it really was effectively a bit of a West Kerry situation. <laughs> what he discovered remains one of the most bizarre historical true crime stories. And if true, would make Elizabeth the most prolific female serial killer ever. Oh my God. Mm. Go girl. So Elizabeth was accused by multiple witnesses and court officials of torturing young girls in really horrendous ways. So she would have burned them. She apparently beat them, covered them in honey, left them exposed to the elements, which obviously would have attracted insects and all sorts of unspeakable torture that she inflicted upon these poor young girls. And at the time of Georgie's investigation, so this was the rep that the, 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 kins, the king sent, who was also Elizabeth's cousin, um, some actually accused her with the usual stories. Some accused her of being a vampire. Others claimed to have seen her have sex with the devil. You know, that old chestnut. Of course, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And of course, like there's kind of an inherent misogyny in that as well, isn't there, Fiona? It's like this thing that like women aren't capable of that level of violence just for the sake of it. So there must be this kind of supernatural explanation. Yeah, exactly. The devil must have been in on it as well. Like she couldn't have done that by herself. Which yeah. is honestly so patronizing. It is a bit like, I mean, there is just that inherent, like, kind of like, oh, there must be something else at play here. But like the most outrageous accusation claimed that Elizabeth had bathed in the blood of her young victims in an attempt to maintain a youthful appearance, which is, of course, what earned her the nickname, the blood countess. But apparently that bit was just kind of inserted into the story years after her death. So it was probably one of those things that they were like, okay, it's a female serial killer just not if only we could jazz this up a bit to make it more interesting and then they were like let's just say she bathed in their blood you know that was the that was the sitch definitely yeah 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 i wonder what that work actually well i know do you know geez i'm really fighting against the ravages of time these days i tell you what not that i would bathe in blood but i'm just you're kind of like mm, is there truth to i mean we we know uh, we're going on a google after this podcast I mean, if someone's offering it up, like if anyone, if there are any young serving girls willing to die for the cause. And you know what? That is, that's actually my key demographic on Crimeland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young serving girls. Crimeland is big amongst that whole demographic. So, I mean, obviously, by the way, before anyone gets in touch and complains, like, I mean, this would be like a straight up PayPal revolute situation. Like they'd be paid for the blood. Like we're not monsters. It'd be like if we got our hands on like the 16 to 24 girls category of X Factor, that we would be tearing them up in the name of skincare, in the name of a dewy complexion. Oh, stop. I make no apologies for that. Oh, just even as you said 16 to 24, I started to shiver with the over 25s bracket. I mean. Oh my God, left out to die. All these, all these ones, 26. And I, please, this is my last <laughs> chance. I've wanted this all my life. They're like, oh, my grandkids, my grandkids are here today. I want them to see granny do well. Have you seen so. Midsummer? Have I seen which? Midsummer. No. Okay, it's, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but like, fuck it. Are you going to see it? <sighs> Come on. Honestly, no, 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 no. Okay, but they, they're like this weird cult community. And when people um, go, I think like over 70 or something, they jump off a cliff. It's like a big ritual. They are, they jump off a cliff. They have to die. So that's like kind of what the over 25s was. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> dispose. Your time on earth is done. It really was like you've nothing left to contribute to society. And did they age them up? Like because I was going like, to say, yeah. Like, and they were always kind of, I say this as a certified weirdo, you know, I'm definitely, but they were always a bit odd as well. Like yeah, they weren't. Yeah. Sandwich short of a picnic. And that, I'm like, think about a 26 year old girl right now. Young, hot, fresh to trot. Like they don't look like that they don't they're not like bargain basement vibe and then they're going on x factor now and everyone's like look at this old pervert 26 (laughs) she is this haggard old wench oh my god 
Yeah, so you can see why Elizabeth did it. Uh, if, well, yeah. If that was the reason, I'd be like, so basically, after hearing the accusations, Georgie ultimately charged his cousin Elizabeth with the deaths of 80 girls. That said, one witness claimed to have seen a book kept by Elizabeth herself where she recorded the names of all her victims and said that it amounted to 650 in total. This diary, however, never was presented as evidence. Um, okay. So, like, obviously, we can't verify it or not. But I mean, whether it's 80 or 650 or somewhere in the middle, like, that's a lot of young women to lose their lives. Fair chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is wild. It's insane. Yeah, it's really mad. And the fact that we haven't, like, I hadn't heard about this till I started re- researching it for Crimeland. Yeah, no, where's her Netflix doc? On the 30th of December, 1609. So basically, they were arrested, Elizabeth and her service, uh, sorry, 1610. Uh, sorry, 30th of December, 1609, which I think, and I'm not a mathematician, is basically 1610. Let's face it. Yeah, um, yeah. Elizabeth and her servants were arrested under orders by Georgie. At the ser- poor old servants were put on trial the following year in 1611, and three were executed for being Elizabeth's uh, supposed accomplices. But of course, Elizabeth herself was never tried because she was a noblewoman. And essentially, what happened was that the king, Matthias, uh, he was the one who was really pushing for this trial. But Georgie convinced the king that such an act would actually damage nobility itself so he convinced the king to basically forego the trial and because the trial and an execution Georgie felt would have caused like a huge public scandal and led to the disgrace of a prominent and influential family that had up to that point ruled an area which was essentially Transylvania so we're talking about that whole area I'm very bad on geography but we're talking about that area Transylvania which at the time was part of the Hungarian Empire and then it became in the 20th century it became part of like Romania so and then it went through a period where it was also autonomous as well so it was an independent state but this whole area this family were really big there and they just said no like we can't put this woman on trial because it would be like really scandalous <laughs> more so than the alleged <laughs> violent murders of 600 yeah, like so. we don't want an amber heard johnny depp situation so let's just leave it there was what they were yeah, saying yeah, yeah. so during the trial most of what was presented was speculative and in recent years a new perspective means of course we have to read this entire story in a different light so it turns out that king Matthias he did owe elizabeth's late husband and then her money so he had a big debt to them and he a lot of people felt maybe that that played into this campaign he seemed to be really adamant that he wanted to put this woman on trial so a lot of people were saying is it because that he owed like elizabeth and her husband a lot of money and then some other historians have also said that witnesses were probably forced to testify under duress which of course wouldn't surprise anyone for the time that we're talking about um but at the same time like you can't ignore the fact that all these young women went to the castle and they didn't emerge so they were certainly killed, but I guess, you know, maybe there's an element of like, okay, how much in terms of the torture part is true, but like these women were never seen again when they went into her castle. So they're definitely, I would feel based on what I've read, has to be some basis to that. Yeah, of course. But so they never found the bodies like? Yes, they did find some bodies, but not all. Okay. And obviously back then, like, it's not CSI vibes. Like, they can't tell how the people died or, like, did they 
Fiona, somebody's breaking into your gaff. There is some at work going on here at the moment. Oh my God. Are you building an extension? This is very exciting. I'm in my mom's house. I'm in my mom's house. Um, There is a bathroom being put in. Oh, fancy. Somebody's got an indoor bathroom. Mm -hmm. Or anything. But yes, there are indoor facilities in this semi. So I'm very, I'm very impressed, Fiona. The final bit here. When the trial ended, Elizabeth's alleged accomplices, of course, were uh, were executed. A lot of people thrown the L witchcraft word around as well would have been associated with this case as well. Um, she was saved herself, as I mentioned, uh, from execution, Elizabeth, but she was placed under house arrest uh, in her castle, which I don't think is much of a house arrest when it's your own castle, uh, mm-hmm. in Sizetsi in Upper Hungary, which is now Slovakia. And she remained there for four years until her death. Uh, in 1614 stroke 1615, they're not entirely sure, but somewhere in and around there. And she dies four years later. And that is the story, Fiona Frawley, of Elizabeth Bathory, AKA the Blood Countess. And like, do we ever know why she? Oh well, yeah. I guess all the alleged things of like bathing in the like. Well, you know. I suppose. I mean, I guess what the what this case kind of calls into question is: it's like, are women capable of you know killing just for the sake of killing? I mean, I think at this stage yeah. we would say yes, but it seemed to be just violence for violence' sake. Ah. But like, I mean, even you know. Like, I guess all the big famous male serial killers, like, we know why or we, like, look at their childhood or whatever. Like, do we know any of that? Or Well, she's, it's, I suppose we don't know much. Like, she would have had, like, a lot of physical health problems. Um, But, I mean, she was, you know, she was from quite a privileged, like, she was from a very, very privileged background. I'm not saying that doesn't mean, you know, of course, you could have a terrible childhood, but... Like there wouldn't necessarily be anything that would point to it. It's interesting that after the husband died, the the young girls started disappearing much more. So maybe did that trigger something for her? I don't know. So she was doing it before he died. She was doing it before he died. Um, But then she really ramped up the numbers after his death. Maybe she was just kind of like, you know, those kids who like uh, magnifying glass ants, like, you know, who just like to... Kill things, violence, but a torture. Well, it did. It did sound like. I mean, I suppose sadism is a thing, isn't it? So it did sound like she was maybe just a bit. When I say just, just a bit of a sadist. Like, listen to me, Amber Heard's lawyer over here. Look out! I think she was just a bit of a sadist. But I mean, I suppose it was that that she was just sadistic. Maybe it sounds like she was just girl bossing to me. I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, I definitely think there's a film in this for sure. Like, you know, she's there, she's running her own estate, um, and she is obviously the most prolific female serial killer of all time, also. But she's kind of, you know, she's juggling a lot. Yeah. No, yeah, she's got a lot on, like between the ritualistic murders, four kids, single mother. <laughs> like, how does she do it? I don't know. Multitasking, Fiona. Multitasking. Yeah, what's her secret? No wonder she had to bathe in the blood because I'll tell you. Did you <laughs> Do you know what I want to know, Fiona? How did her skin look at the non-trial? That's what I want to know. I, oh my God. I hope she was like, just like, oh my God, a little bit of blood actually like left in her hair, trying to wipe it away. on the <laughs> 
I know she's like I was just cutting some beetroot um, yeah, before before be- before the non-trial I can't believe she was allowed to just go back to the castle and vibe yeah now she was kept in like a specific part of the castle um but like it's kind of I don't know house arrest Jesus is it just me it doesn't sound too bad I wouldn't mind a bit of house arrest sometimes yeah I'd kind of be into it myself oh. Love to leave the gasp, gaff, but sure, I've got the tag. <laughs> I won't make it out for drinks. Sorry. Bleep, bleep. Fiona, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love you so much. You're so fucking funny. I, you just really excite me as a performer, and you're absolutely gas. You always have me in pisses. If we're looking to find you, where would we find you? Um, so I'm your Fiona mom's house, Paul. and also, well, yeah, I'm here. I'm in the box room anytime. Um, uh, on Instagram, it's Fiona Frawl. Twitter, it's the same. Uh, Cherry Comedy every Monday night in Whelan's. And that's it. I will say Cherry Comedy in Whelan's, if you in are in and around Dublin, I just I just adore that gig so much. Like, isn't it just getting better and better, Fiona? Yeah, it's great crack. It really is. And it's you always- were such an amazing MC, And it's like really really cool to watch like just especially there aren't you don't encounter too many female MCs about the place which is such a shame and you just absolutely kill it every time so thank you so much for joining us today Fiona me on Julie listen I'll chat to you again Mrs take care out there I'll talk to you later sorry for you soon Mrs no I think it added I actually think it added to the whole mood so it's a good thing Bit of suspense. Bang, yeah. bang. Okay, talk to you soon, Mrs. Thanks a lot. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.